Welcome to So Do You Want to Talk About. This is a podcast where four northern friends from the UK talk about K-pop, Hallyu and Korean culture. Disclaimer, these are all our own personal opinions and thoughts. So do you want to talk about BTS? Does that sound like it or not? No! No, I can't wait. Yeah, it doesn't sound no, like it's it. Not. Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Tan, Sun, Young, Dan. Welcome back to the episode, everyone. This is a very highly anticipated episode. For Looking forward to this episode. A special episode. Most of us here at Surgery Want to Talk About, we're going to be talking about the the group that all lured us into K-pop. Three of us. Three three of us into K-pop. Completing <laughs> our trifecta. The group that consumed my life. <laughs> <laughs> during lockdown the group that I made my entire personality <laughs> honestly same it is of course BTS Bangtan Sun Yun Dan woo so uh, in this episode we are going to do a bit of a brief brief overview brief. of the start of BTS mm. we thought we figured that we could talk about BTS for hours yeah so we're going to talk about BTS for hours. We're just going to split it up into different episodes. We're going to cover a, a range of different things over like a series of episodes, I think. Well, they've been around for 10 years. We can't do 10 years in 40 minutes. Yeah. It's I refuse content, to do 10 years it? in 40 well, minutes. that's it, because you'd have to cut out some of their achievements. And it's not fair. They've worked hard. It's not fair for me. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, has this is taken up so much of our life. We need mm. to give it a proper episode. Yeah. So in this one, I think we're going to do the beginning, the debut, the start mm-hmm. of BTS. We're going to cover some of our favourites and then we will cover later chapters, later albums, later... Later. Everything later. that they've gone and done. And we're not even going to touch chapter two for a while. We're not, we're not. <laughs> we, we're, we're still currently in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what might happen between now and then. <laughs> so, shall we, shall we get a quick recap on how we all got into BTS? Shall we? Introduce ourselves. Oh, we could debate <laughs> at the same time. We, we could. We could. Hello, my name is no, Ryan. That's not I really like BTS. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit delusional. I think. Right, okay. shall we introduce ourselves? I'm AM. I'm B. I'm Cass. And I'm Lou. And we are. So, do you want to talk about? <laughs> I was waiting for us to all do it again. We did it once. I again. love when we do it in unison. <laughs> And this is our BTS special, as B has already said, but let's go around and quickly introduce how we got into BTS, what we know about BTS, and our possible biases and bias records. Ooh. I feel like maybe we should just start with AM, since she is yeah. not so, ARMY, I'm but she knows BTS. I'm really honest, I'm not ARMY, but I appreciate that, like, everything that BTS has done for K-pop, and to be honest with you, I've, like, in the last year, I've probably got more into them just because... I love the memes. They're my favourite thing. Like, and also, ev- like everyone's going mad about their lives because they're just chaotic and, <laughs> and everything like that. And um, especially Jungkook coming in, he's kind of still in my heart a little bit. Um, so I feel like he's like my bias. But then I like J Hope as well. So, mm. so I watched the Jack in the Box and I've watched that mm, and things like that. So um, I got into BTS just from when it was. I feel like a baby, like a baby. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. when boys are love. 
with oh, Halsey. Like oh, everyone's yeah. like, I like that. Oh, it's 2019. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's quite far back. But uh, B actually took me to the cinema to watch the BTS movie. <laughs> so I feel like I got into them a little bit by mm, then. The but, recent one. Um, oh, yeah. is that the, the Busan? Busan. Yes. So I, like, I'm not army, but like I'll enjoy, I enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like I will yeah. sit back and enjoy. Cass. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so Lou got me into BTS really. I mean, I, I've been a, a, a stand for a very long time of many different groups. So I knew BTS a very long time ago um, when I used to like vote for One Direction. <laughs> on like the all five seconds song on like the, the um, like MTV Music Awards and stuff like that. And then like, it was kind of like after lockdown and I remember like Lou invited me round, we had a sleepover and then it, it, it's kind of, I call it Stockholm Syndrome. Um, they locked me in the house, refused to let me leave and just, basically forced me to consume so much BTS content. I had no choice. Um, <laughs> but you enjoyed it after two hours. <laughs> yeah. I did. I slowly I slowly fell down the rabbit hole and then... Yeah, so I, that was probably, I'd say, end of, like, 2021? I think it was 2021 because that's when yeah. some lockdown rules were lifted. Yeah. So, yeah, it was about 2021, I think. So, I mean, I still class myself as a baby army. My bias is the fantastic, wonderful um, Mr. Kim Taehyung. Um, <laughs> he's brilliant. He caught my eye from kind of like the minute I knew who they were. Um, bias wrecker. So this has actually changed. So my bias wrecker, it used to be Jimin um, because I just thought the duality was fantastic. But over the past couple of months, um, I've really, really had my heart captured by um, Jungkook. So... Oh, yeah, this is, is new to me. I'm so hearing this now. <laughs> also, the, I always have liked Jungkook, but I always felt like I couldn't because of your my younger sister, sister uh, my other cousin. <laughs> I always felt like I couldn't like Jungkook. And then as soon as she kind of filtered away from BTS, I was like, great, finally, <laughs> I can have him. Um, so, just yeah. convenient timing with the lecture. It was so, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of all happened. So yeah, so that's, but I, I love them all. I, I love them all for many different reasons, but yeah. Uh, B, yourself? Yes. So mine was locked down back in 2020. I decided that I wanted to learn a language. And in the process of deciding which language, I came across BTS on YouTube. And that is obviously very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and uh, from there it was very, very steep slope that I slipped down and decided on Korean to learn. And then I spent way more time than I would care to admit during lockdown watching Run BTS. <laughs> <laughs> but I could digress and go on about that forever. But um, my bias, my bias in BTS. I am not very loyal. This has changed multiple times since I became an army. But recently, my bias is Jimin. I love Jimin. It's Jimin. Jimin Shay. Jimin Shay. <laughs> and then my bias wrecker. Again, this changes quite a lot. It's I kind of have two at the moment. It's J-Hope and RM. Oh, uh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah, it's more, to be honest, I would say J-Hope if I had to pick. Gun to my head, had to Good pick J-Hope. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry, BTS are just, <laughs> I think because BTS means so much to me. It's all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I can't leave anyone out. 87. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's me. And Lou? Uh, I'm the same. I discovered them I think it was February 2020. It was literally before lockdown, but that's just, I heard of them. Mm. And they kept popping up on some of my Spotify's and then they were coming up on YouTube, probably because my phone knew about it. But I didn't properly get into them until like 
proper lockdown, like March, April. And that's when I thought, oh, I'm going to give these videos a watch. And then I fell down the YouTube mm. rabbit hole. I was watching the music videos. I watched their live shows. It was on that they performed at Grand Central. Yes, that was um, the first one I saw. Yeah, I saw that. And then it kind of, I saw the interview as well. And it was them as people and their characters mm-hmm. and how they all got on. And they were just chaotic mess. And I just loved it. It made me laugh. And I think yes. it was a good time to make you laugh because of lockdown and things. Mm-hmm. So I just really, I consumed. I mean, I probably didn't consume everything because I've got so much content. But I watched so much of their um, Run BTSs. Mm. I've got um, all of their music videos. I remember watching them in order. And these are the only group in K-pop where I really looked into lyrics as well. Yeah. Because of RM and his lyricism and poetic twist and thing which is a spoiler my bias is Kim Namjoon RM (laughs) and yeah they're the first ones I kind of just really divulged into the translations and my bias wrecker it is OT7 but I'm not gonna lie it's sugar (laughs) it is Mm. Min Yoongi um, and he'd been doing it for a while but it wasn't until his recent single release and his tour and everything Um, I just fully went in and again I love him obviously because of his skills and stuff but his production and also his writing on a lot of his songs that they do yeah. for BTS are very deep and he's very open about mental health and things like that so yeah that's me um, but as we all know so the name of BTS stands for the Korean phrase Bangtan Sonyeondan which translates literally to Bulletproof Boy Scouts and according to J-Hope in an interview this signifies the group's desire to block out stereotypes criticisms and expectations that aim on adolescents like bullets but in July of 2017, they announced that their name would also stand for Beyond the Scene as part of their new brand identity. And then this extended the meaning of their name to encompass the idea of growth. Beyond the scene. Beyond the scene. I thought it was behind the scenes. Beyond the scene. <laughs> One thing that BTS do that's really cool is I like how all the documentaries um, start with like the initials are like BTS mm. in it. And now should we dive into a bit of history of BTS and their achievements? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to pass over to Cass, who obviously does a lot of our history and research. What do you have for us, Cass? Um, so I've got a little bit about their beginning um, and a little bit about, you know, maybe their debut. Um, won't go into too much. Won't go into too much detail. Uh, I do have 12 paragraphs to read though. So <laughs> sit back and relax, guys. So BTS was originally formed in 2010 after big hit CEO Bang PD wanted to form a hip hop group around RM, who at the time was an underground rapper, um, but he was well known on the music scene in Seoul. So RM is literally the beginning of BTS. I mean, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. So he was then signed as a trainee when he was only 16 years old. He did have a lot of pull in the underground rap scene, though. Sugar was then the next to join. So he moved to Seoul when he was about 17 years old um, after signing to Big Hit as a trainee. Originally, he applied to become a producer for the company um, as he had lots of experience um, in the underground rap scene as well, like RM. His past experience songwriting and selling them to others gave him plenty of experience. Uh, so he wanted to work as a producer for other artists because he wasn't too fond of being in the spotlight himself. Uh, however, Big Hit had asked him if he wanted to join their forming hip-hop group. So after some discussion, and I promise that he wouldn't have to dance. <laughs> a promise from Bang PD that he wouldn't have to dance. <laughs> Sugar decided to join the group and... Well. <laughs> we know how that ended. <laughs> so it was around the time of J-Hope when things started to change a little bit. 
Um, so they were still set to become a hip-hop group, um, but J-Hope had a background in dancing. So combining that with the fact that Big Hit had started to notice that physical album sales were on a bit of a decline um, and digital revenue was not high enough yet to compensate, they saw a bit of a need to create an idol group instead as the potential for live concerts and support from fans was on an incline. Um, as it was around the to- uh, early 2010s, that's when K-pop kind of started to become popular internationally. So Jay helped help make this shift with his skills in dance. So he was part of a dance crew prior to signing as a trainee in 2012. His love for dancing eventually led him to an interest in singing and rapping as an idol. And when he was accepted as a trainee and moved to Seoul, he actually learned how to rap from RM and Sugar. Which I love about that because what we say about the rap line in BTS is that they all have their own areas. So you have Sugar, who um, raps from feelings in the heart. You've got RM who raps from the brain and J-Hope who raps on the beat because he's from dance. Mm. So he always does the Mm -hmm. beat rap. Um, so I quite like that he's obviously learnt that, but he did bring the dance in and he's brought the rap on the dance as well. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Bit of nerdiness. <laughs> um, so the fourth member to join is uh, Mr. Worldwide Handsome himself, Jim. So and can we just... just say it's his birthday today as we're recording this? Yes. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> Should we just take a minute to sing happy birthday to Jim? <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> So he was scouted whilst he was in university. An employee actually saw him get off the bus and convinced him to audition. Like Sugar, he didn't audition to become a member of BTS. He actually wanted to be an actor and he had no prior singing or dancing knowledge. But after some convincing, Jin joined as a trainee. So he got swooped in just because of his beautiful face. Because he's so handsome. That must be a good feeling. That must be a good feeling, but also a lot of pressure. I bet he felt a lot of pressure to Mm. sing and dance. Oh, yeah. And then... Listen to him now. I know. Beautiful, beautiful voice. Oh, I miss his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so the next to join was then Jungkook, our little maknae, who's not so little anymore. <laughs> um, so he originally auditioned for Superstar K, where he sang, and whilst he wasn't selected for the show, he did receive a lot of casting offers from different companies. Including the big three. Exactly. But he actually decided to join Big Hit after seeing RM perform. You know what? hands down yeah yeah agreed do you know what same <laughs> and seeing him walk around in his pants <laughs> when he shares that story he came to the dorm and then RM was just there in his pants <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh you knew the new, new trainee <laughs> it's so relatable <laughs> so the sixth member to then join was V so although he originally went along to the audition to support his friend uh, whilst he was there he was asked to audition so he did, and then he was selected as a trainee for BTS, which I think, what a bit of a slap in the face for his friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just come along to support, and he's like, actually, no. Actually, no, we, we don't like you. They you. saw V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, come here. To be fair, I cannot blame them if I, I saw V as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but he was actually considered a secret member at the very beginning of BTS. He wasn't shown in their pre-debut videos, he wasn't active on the social media, and he wasn't included in the discussions of the lineup. He wasn't actually officially announced until days before their debut. And I think it's because people were scared of them taking him. Mm. And that's why they kept him. Like, he was like their secret weapon. Yeah. So mm. they didn't want to reveal him too soon until it was like officially that official. That he couldn't be, couldn't be swayed. Yeah, couldn't be swayed to go anywhere else. <laughs> As if he would. <laughs> he would never leave Jimin. <laughs> and that brings us on to the missing piece. <laughs> the missing piece, the final member. The last member to join was Jimin. 
and he completes BTS. So he only joined the company in 2012, um, but he did study contemporary dance and his teacher actually, actually suggested that he auditioned due to his talent. Eventually he did, and he became the final member of BTS. And the member with the shortest training period. Yeah. Mm. But his his dance, you can tell that he's got like contemporary background. Oh yeah. And I love when they let him do like a solo contemporary yes. dance as part of some of their performances. That Mama Awards one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He is lovely. So Bang PD's original goal with BTS, um, once they were aligned, was to be sincere and genuine figures that people could easily relate and grow with. Not immaculate idols groomed amid studio culture, but real boys who shared their authentic personalities and talents to the world. Which I love because mm. that also coincides with Big Hit's uh, statement of mm. uh, music for healing. It's just mm. a very different approach, I think, from this whole immaculate industry that people think K-pop is. Yeah. I think as well, because they've shown so much of themselves through like YouTube and stuff like that where they were active, I think that that genuinely is what the differentiation yeah. was. Like They really put themselves out there and put the work in and showed different sides of themselves. It's like you can see in their early days, them behind the scenes messing around mm. before they were going on for a live yeah. show. And they're just, it's that... Relatable. A really relatable one where it's it's V and Jimin winding J-Hope up and they're <laughs> yeah. pulling him off the chairs and <laughs> yeah. stuff and then they're just running away from him. <laughs> like Even mm. though they're meant to be on stage in a minute, they're just there like running around like almost like brothers, like trying mm. to get each other. Yeah. And it's nice now as well because you get to see that background from where they came from mm. and you yeah. see them now. And it's, mm. I mean, obviously now they're, they're enormous, but yeah. from where, where when they you were. see the things back there, the kind of lifestyle that they were living, like they're really putting the shift together. And you yes. can see that authentic yes. growth, can't yeah. you? You really can. So they did have a proper classic underdog story. So they did come from nothing to who they are today, like you've said. Um, so Big Hit at the time was a really small company. Um, they started off in a single room dorm, which they all shared. And before their debut, they all took um, to uploading vlogs on their YouTube channel, starting with RM on January 7th, 2013. Um, and they all talked briefly about their lives as trainees and what they were working on. I think that's insane that they were close to, Big Hit were close to bankruptcy as well, mm-hmm. I think in the first four months. Yeah. And now Big Hit has essentially then created Hive. Mm-hmm. And then Hive has then got a... Well, Big Hit is still a what did they call it? A subsidiary, subsidiary of Hive, yeah. so it's still its own company. Mm. But then they've created this other one on top. Yeah, which has now purchased even like Justin Bieber's company in the US. Which is like, insane. That is big, big insane. In ten years, yeah, Bang PD's pockets are lined. Mm-hmm. He is he is rubbing his hands together. So glad <laughs> that he decided to make BTS yeah. on our own. Hey yo, Hitman Bang introduces. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll just run through their debut. So on June 12th, 2013, BTS released their debut album, Too Cool For School. Along Which I think with... is a hilarious title. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just very 2010. <laughs> <laughs> school. But it does go alongside as well the the idea behind them of just being authentic, showing mm-hmm. themselves. I mean, they all were of school age, mm. you know. So that was along with the lead single, No More Dream. And then on June 13th, 2013, they made their stage debut on M Countdown with No More Dream. So their debut album featured a total of seven songs, uh, including the typical things you'd expect in a hip-hop album, an intro, skip, interlude, and outro. Many of their earlier songs tackled ideas of life pressures of becoming an adult and the harshness of specific social constructs like school. 
Um, like the debut song, the beginning of BTS was aimed at a younger audience that they felt didn't have a dream in a world that they that demanded they did. And I think that it's really nice that their music seemed so like raw and mm. relatable to them. They weren't just putting out what they thought were popular, they were putting out what they wanted to put out to people that were like them. And I think that's nice. I think it's why they were tackling like a few things as well, like um, obviously the education system. Mm. Um, they were tackling um, what was it like the pay gap they were tackling uh, is it free pay, voluntary pay mm-hmm. voluntary pay and basically giving up your time to make your way further up the um, further up the career ladder unless you knew people Yeah, it was a very much a very big thing in Korea whereas if you didn't attend this certain school if you didn't pass this certain exam you're not going to achieve this you're not going to achieve that but that was the only dream that kids were getting taught. There was no other dream that you could do. Oh, you could be an idol. Oh, you could be this. You could be that. Um, and that's when I started getting into the lyrics more. Because, yeah, they're banging songs. But when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, damn, they're really that's trying to deep. tell me something. <laughs> they're really trying to tell me something here. So on November 14th, 2013, uh, they went to the Melon Music Awards with a nomination for the Best New Artist. Um, in the behind-the-scenes episode that released a few days later, you can see that they didn't think they'd win the, the award. They were nervous, of course, but they never actually thought they'd win. But they did. Um, BTS's representation by Big Hit, rather than one of the three big agencies that dominated K-pop at the time, allowed the individual members to express their individuality and input into the music, which I think obviously is great. Which you can see earlier on as well, even in their mm-hmm. videos, because they're not edited in a way of like you've got to say this, you've got to say that. Like, they're generally sitting there and just going like, oh, they're making me do this makeup now, they're making me do this, mm. they're doing that. Like, I'm exhausted, I've had an mm-hmm. hour's sleep, I can't, like, they're no filter at all. Um, and then I think there's an interview earlier on, I think it's during this 2014, 2013 time, when they ask about um, should idols follow certain rules, as in, like, you know, dating, drinking, drugs and stuff like that. And all of them disagree. They always go, no, like, I am my age. I yeah. should just be doing this. Yeah. I sh- like, I don't agree that we should have to... Like, I'm a person as well. And I think that's the first time I've ever seen, like, a interview like that, where yeah. it's just very much like, no, this is what I want, not, yeah. oh, this is what I'm programmed to Not the being fed, yeah. the scripted yeah. line, mm. the scripted response to that question. Yeah. And I think that's why it feels so real earlier mm, on yeah. of just all of these videos of... Like, it's on a shaky camera as well, so it's like they yeah. are just yeah. <laughs> with a like, phone totally or something like that. I mean, I, I mean, I do agree with it to be honest. I know obviously there's that whole... They like the fans to think that they're unattainable or that they're not with anyone because it kind of obviously leads into that. But at the end of the day... Yeah, yeah that's it, social. But at the end of the day, I think people forget that they're all, what, early 20s? teens early 20s like what were i don't know what were you like in that age mm. like of course yeah. they're interested in girls or boys or you know yeah. whoever they are interested in of course they want to go out and party and do xyz and i do feel like it's a little bit i feel like it's, I think it's got relaxed. a bit over the top yeah. now yeah it's got a bit more relaxed now i think because they've become so big in the west now, yeah i can't comment on korea yeah. and how it has been as a a different subculture mm-hmm. I think but I think we're never as shocked I think in the west if someone's been yeah you know yeah. seen with someone mm-hmm. or anything like that it's kind of like oh good for them yeah Jealous, I think that a lot of it I mean <laughs> I don't know I'm actually gonna... I don't know actually if you were if you were in five seconds somewhere <laughs> uh, when any of them Michael got married that brought my heart <gasps> oh my god I know I had a baby do you know Luke's married as well you know shut up <laughs> you want to see Aaron married no yeah I oh. know 
but like when I when I was in that when I was in that fandom, like when Callum was seen with someone, like oh my god, the uproar and the- we couldn't do it. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of, and I think because we, even though like it's a bit more accepted in the Western world, mm. um, I feel like why can't we do the same? But also, you want that like your artist or your buyers to be happy, yeah. and it's like are they gonna just be happy and be lonely? Like, what are they gonna do when you know it's all quiet? And yeah. they don't have their members and everything like that. Like, and they want to be on their own, like yeah. alone. I think though, it's the more established artists that because the thing is, once you're an established artist, you've got the fans behind you. Mm. You can kind of do what you want to that a certain extent true. because yeah, you've already got yeah. the fans there. For the newer artists, and I think that's why they sometimes have like a three-year dating ban or something like that. Yeah. You need, you kind of need to build those parasocial yeah. relationships to get yeah. the fans. And that's when... Didn't this happen with a group recently? Yes, Rise. Yes. Right, because yeah. I did not agree but with any of that. No. I did not agree with it. And no. I don't know whether... These are all our personal opinions personal and thoughts. But Might take it out. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just genuine. I'm this genuinely interested in this conversation. He, before he debuted, yeah. he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Because he's a bit older as well. Yeah. They're taking him out. Like, but now they've taken yeah. him out of it. He's out yeah. of it. So they've all been trusted. Indefinitely, they said. So but wait, do you remember when... It could, be out, it could be forever. It could not. It's... No. Yeah. So yeah. basically, don't have any social until yeah. like yeah. it's just born. Don't Which is terrifying. Well. Well, so, like, do you remember when people caught like V with like a vape and like there was so much uproar? And I'm like, the lad literally is in his late twenties. He wants to hit that vape. I know. He, he was literally about to go on stage at the Grammys. Yeah. Guy wants the to calm down. I think people forget that you're still young men and women who you know were in the teens and the, the early twenties and the late twenties and they want to just live their lives. I think it's just very very different from yeah. in the West, where obviously we know everything about them and the yeah. fact that there's yeah. photographs of them going out for dinners. Like, for example, I know yeah. Taylor Swift is incredibly established now, yeah. but her every move is photographed mm. and everything yeah. and her relationships, whereas that's not happening. That doesn't happen as much yeah. in Korea. I think that they definitely push the parasocial relationships and the whole idol being yeah. perfect a lot more. Mm-hmm. In It's part of the package. Yeah. They sell it like that. And I think, I don't know what it's like in Korea, but I think certainly from the English side of the internet that I see, it tends to be the younger fans maybe mm-hmm. yeah. who haven't experienced that age group themselves. Yeah. They uh, maybe yeah. are the ones that don't. Like, we look back and we think, God, if you saw me at 21, crikey. (laughs) (laughs) So I think maybe if you've been through that age group, you have a bit more sympathy Sympathy. for them. You understand how people are at that age and you're thinking, God, well, if he's just done that, then he's probably in the top 5% of good people here. You know what I mean? I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's but I, what I like as well a little bit about is is kind of the privacy as well. Like obviously I I, I don't know like it got to the point where I was ninety nine percent sure I knew Harry Styles blood type. <laughs> Whereas like I don't seem to know that much personal about. I mean I don't know if it's just me, but about I, I think it'd be really good to do an episode on fan artist relationships. Oh yeah, yeah. like say sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. and airports. I have things airports. to say. Sometimes I think people do take it like, oh hang on a minute, we haven't seen mm. Jimin and V together for a while. They've fallen out, yeah. which is why when you see them like when they went live on Weavers the other day, going to Jungkook's house, oh, yeah. I think that's so lovely. Yeah. But that's a bit I, more personable yeah. though as well. Like, yeah. You don't have to do that. They can't be like joking with JK and go, oh we're gonna come round. He's like, no, don't come round. I've had a long day. I've drank. Yeah. I don't. And then they go live downstairs outside yeah. of his apartment I together. Going, that, like, that's just a I bit. It. It's so not staged. Is it's it? not. It's yeah, just yeah, funny winding each other up. Yeah, like that's it. Like they're all just mates, just winding each other up. 
family. And that's a like normal when, friendship. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. They shouldn't be in each other's pockets 24-7. No. It's like when JK goes live and then you can see them all popping on and commenting and like saying stuff and they're just mm. taking the mic out yeah. of really. Because they're just like your live saying, oh, yeah. I love Army and they're just like, oh, I love JK. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of it. I really love their dynamic in that sense. Yeah. I think it was l- the year before last. The Grammys got less views than a Weavers Live that Jungkook did that same week. <laughs> it was so there was JK had more views of him falling asleep on Weavers Live than the Grammys did. So then in September 2013, they then released the second entry in their school trilogy, which was the EP Oh Are You Late Too. Uh, so the album was released alongside the single No. Everybody say No. no. Uh, sorry. Um, they then released the final entry in the school trilogy, um, which was The School of Affair. That was in February 2014. And this then appeared on the Billboard's world music chart for the first time, peaking at number three. Following the release, BTS played at their first fan meet in Seoul, and that's where they selected the name ARMY for the fan club. And then in July 2014, BTS hosted a concert in West Hollywood, which was their first show in the United States. And then in August that year, they also then appeared at KCON in Los Angeles. Woo! Does anyone know what ARMY stands for? Yes. No. (laughs) Something representative member of the youth or something like that. Adorable representative MCs for you. Oh, that's that's cute. (laughs) I feel like I yeah, I'm adorable. I want to be adorable. I like that. that. Um, So just the last little bit of their debut in August 2014, they then released the album Dark and Wild, which is a brilliant album, which reached number two in South Korea, and they embarked on their first concert tour, which was the BTS Live trilogy episode two. The Red Bullet, which lasted from October to December 2014. So they had a busy year. That is a brilliant album, that, to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. it, it is. is. And I love the clips from The Red Bullet Hall. Yeah. BTS Cypher Part 3. Killer. <laughs> which AM Busan. actually did get to see Cypher. on Busan. Mm. Yeah. Oh. The last time they'll yeah. ever play it as well, they said. That's what RM mm-hmm. said. Oh, you I did. love Cypher. I'm sure Cypher Part B is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Especially after the military. Yeah, <laughs> I'm expecting that. I'm expecting oh that God, I'm, I am anxious about seeing Kim Taehyung with no with shaved head because he's gonna look so goddamn good. It just made me laugh the other day when he posted on his Instagram story <laughs> the hair on the floor and everyone yeah, thought, oh everyone my gosh. And she's... then he went low. And then he came on singing that Doja Cat song on the Weavers Live. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> So we've decided that we're just going to talk about how BTS started and their beginnings, mm-hmm. and then we're going to go around and talk about our favourite BTS MV songs, our favourite album, but we're going to do more episodes where we delve in to chapter one of BTS, because it's mm-hmm. 10 years. Once Cass did all the research and everything, we realised how much there is <laughs> and how much we want to talk about this. We've got reality shows, we've got K-dramas, we've got OSTs, we've got tours, we've got solos, we've got bon voyages, we've got everything. So we've decided that the most of this episode is going to be their beginnings and then just us swooning and talking about mm. BTS and everything. Because one episode is not enough to One talk episode about is it. not enough. <laughs> unless everyone wants to sit here for 12 hours. <laughs> uh, shall we go around and we can tell everyone or share what our favourite song is from BTS, or songs, because I've cheated again. <laughs> so, B? I have narrowed it down. I've been very good. 
I'm not. <laughs> My favourite BTS song is Zero O'Clock mm-hmm. from the Map of the Soul 7. Yeah. This song, without getting too deep here, when I when I found BTS back in 2020, I feel like the cliche thing, BTS mm-hmm. finds you when you need them. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It, it, it really is. This song, the lyrics, I listen to this anytime I'm feeling down, Zero O'Clock. And have I don't know if you've watched the Tiny Tan music video of it. They obviously haven't got an actual music video, but they've oh, got the Tiny yes, Tan. Yes, I And have. they've got, I think it is so relatable with a woman coming home from work on the train, day. into her room, on her own, and then she goes on the whale and everything is all okay. I just love this, everything about it, how everything resets at zero o'clock. And honestly, I remind myself of this on a regular basis. It is beautiful. But I do just want to give a special mention to another song that I think is very similar, which is Answer, Love Yourself. Love Yourself. Uh, you can't listen to that and not feel empowered and emotional. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is another one I think that goes hand in hand with Zero O'Clock. Yeah. And obviously they did like the UNICEF campaign for this, for the school bullying and things like that. And I really love when BTS get involved in songs like this. And they, it means so much to me. So that is my favourite song and special mention. <laughs> they're both ballads, so I do I appreciate yeah. that. Cause, well, the, which is weird for me because I've not chosen BTS ballads. But yeah. I've chosen ballads for everything else. This is the thing with me and BTS. Like Sometimes I can be listening to uh, and then oh, sometimes yeah. I can be listening to Zero O'Clock. Yeah. But I'm, I've gone for those ones because I feel like the meaning is just... It means too much to me to not mention. Yeah. I mean, they cover every genre, so they really do. Go, what they've done? They've done Latin. They've done. They've done. They've done Latin. They've done dumpstep. They've done they ballad. Done they've done country. <laughs> they have done country. All town. They've done hip hop. Bit of everything. 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 Rock. R and M. Rock. Yeah. They did a rock meat remix. Fake mm. oh, love. Yes, I do love one. that. Right, uh, Cass, do you want to go for your favorite song? So my favorite song. Um, is the song that really got me into BTS, which is Dimple. Um, I love that song. I can listen to that song. That song was my, I think it was my top song for two years. Yeah, 2021, <laughs> 2022. Um, I can listen to that song on repeat. I just, I love that song so much. And it was, that was the one that, that was the song that really, when I, I watched it, I was like, you know what? These guys are so talented. I real and I just, I just like the song. It's catchy, mm. um, and it really dragged me in. Um, I do also want a special mention to Ampan Man, yeah. which is like yeah. probably like my one point fifth favorite song because um, it's so catchy, it's so cheery, it's such a happy little song, um, and it's another one really that solidified like yeah, these these guys are the guys for me. Um, yeah, that's I've got one. to say, Cass, as well, those two that you mentioned are two of my favorite performances. Yes, because. The dimple, especially the fifth muster, that performance I've seen way more times than I kept telling me. <laughs> and Pam Man, I love seeing it on their Love Yourself, Speak Yourself tour yes. when they had the Bouncy Castle. Yeah, and they're just yeah. messing around. So much fun. And going down the yeah. yeah. I love all the Ampam Man performances, but I especially just love to see them just like having a whale of a time, <laughs> bouncing all over. So, my favourite is, I've got two. Um, I like On. Because um, I like the music video for that, but I like the beat and the drumsticks yeah. and all that. But also, yeah. the, each individual member gets their own like bit. 
Yeah. So I quite like that. And it's it's a banger. And it's a good running tune on the treadmill, if anybody goes to the gym. <laughs> it's true. It's a really good running tune. And then my next one, because it kept, it kept coming up on my Spotify uh, K-pop shuffle, and it was Save Me, which I really oh, like that uh, one. But it, it reminds me of, like, I don't know when this was released, you guys might know, mm. but it really takes me back to, like, 2015, Martin Garrix, you know, like, uh, Calvin Harris, you know, like, that kind of, like, it gives me, like, the like a club tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. kind of gives me that... Um, that vibe so i really like that you so, would you would like then and probably should listen to i'm fine oh right that's the twin yeah. to save me oh. so save me is basically about kind of like they're exhausted tired yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then i'm fine is basically letting everyone know that actually no i've overcome this now i'm yeah. fine and it's it starts off with a similar beat oh. but the percussion is reversed in the rest of the songs so it is oh. they're sis- they are sister tracks and i love it when they show the save me on the screen Written. and then it flips and, and it's I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine it's really sure. clever yeah you'd love Isn't it, it? it's like one of those <laughs> I know like... what I'm doing on the train on the way home <laughs> <laughs> it is like that's a brilliant stage performance that one mm-hmm. it is and then Lou <laughs> she's up so I have 20 <laughs> <laughs> I have narrowed it down I'm gonna okay I'm being good I'm gonna narrow it down to two so my top BTS song it we can all agree that it changes what mood we're in it's like you said you can listen to one thing you can listen to that one day it could be this one one day it could be that but when this song comes on it just absolutely love it and it is Silver Spoon by BTS Mm. also referred to as Bepsi and it's because it is such a it's like such a power song the stage performance is amazing but then again this is when I got into the lyricism of everything so I was learning about the lyrics the meaning of it all and how the fact that it's this tune of these young lads just kind of like admitting that they are 10 steps behind the generation before them so Bepse if anyone doesn't know this in Korean is kind of like an idiom phrase of if you're not born with the ability or privilege you should know your place and it's is the crow tit yeah yeah so Bepse it's basically a smaller bird trying to keep up with a stork the stork has got longer legs it's going to get there better whereas the smaller bird has to try 20 times harder to get there and it's basically all the disadvantages mm-hmm. that um, the young generations have to face with all of these higher rates of you know house buying and having to achieve um certain college uh, fees and all of this so there's so much um layers into that and again i will talk about rm's lyricism so much in another episode but i just love it for that yeah and it goes hand in hand with the hip thrusts from jeho <laughs> 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 I wasn't going to mention that. I just said very good stage performance. <laughs> um, but then my other one, and I don't think it's talked about enough in the fandom, 21st Century Girl. Because mm. that can get the party started. And okay. the dance for it all is just funny. Yes. It's almost on level with Go Go. Oh, oh yeah. I love Go Go. <laughs> Where it's just. They're just like, girls, put your hands up. And they're all in a line, just going, yeah. Um, so that's just a really good tune. And the way it builds again, that song. Very fun tune. Um, but yeah, 21st Century Girl. I also have a list of another 10. I won't go into it. <laughs> I have picked two. I have followed the rules to a point. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. We'll um, allow it. <laughs> Does everyone's favourite song coincide with their favourite music video? Yes. Well, mine did. Yours mine did. Mine does not. Oh, what's your favourite so music So my, my favourite music video is Fire. 
Bull Tarnay. Bull I love this music video, it's and honestly, Sugar in this music video. He started to wreck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that. <laughs> but just, I, I even, I just love that line when he just goes, Bull Tarnay. And then and at the, the end, end, when he just goes, uh, I forgot what he, he says in Korean, but it's like, You're forgiven. And I just, he has such confidence, such style in that video. Hats off to him. He puts on the performance of a lifetime. It's well worth a watch if you have And you can tell with that song that he produced it. Yeah. It's, just, it's, got, his, it's got his attitude all over it. And I, I love that for him. But that is my, that is my favourite music video, definitely. Cass, which is yours? So mine is the music video for Dope. Yes. Because I think it's a great video. But also, I love the dance transitions. You can see that I'm doing the moves. Um, it's such good dance. Um, I love watching. I just love watching K-pop bands and soloists dance. I think they're just incredible. I can't dance, so it is amazing. And I just I love the fluid movements. Um, but yeah, that's mine. It was that or um, War of Hormone, but Dope is probably yeah, yeah. that's my number one. Yeah, mine was mine was on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, just I'm just going to get into drumming. Have you seen the uh, on? Have got the on music video. Oh, you've got the cinematic thing. What did they call it? Choreo, because I have a feeling um, AM's on about the dance music video. Yeah, not the actual music video. No, yeah, the actual music video is the actual music video. The song there's no dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all acted. Yeah, yeah. I know which one that is. There's two cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. That is good though. That's, I'm going to do that my research. dance is so good. <laughs> it is brilliant. Oh, brilliant yeah. dance. That dance is so good. Um, mine. Do I have to pick one? <laughs> <laughs> you have to behave. I have to behave. I know. Okay. Again, it changes. I'm going to go for blood, sweat, and tears. Great really choice. <laughs> Great choice. I have seen this video one too many it's times. It's because it's just. Again, it was the area where they were they were writing about um, what is it philosophy and all mm-hmm. of that, and this was around the time when it was like um, temptation and the music video within it. It's obviously you start off acting, and then you've got the dances in it, you've got the transitions, you've got the color change, but it's also the part where it splits. It starts halfway through the music video where. RM then does the excerpt from Damien by Herman Hess, mm-hmm. um, which they were all reading at the time. And you have that shot of Jin going towards the statue. Yes. And then V with his wings cut off. Mm. And it's just kind of that break. And then all of a sudden it just goes back into the song again. And I just think it's a brilliantly shot music video. You get bits of the storyline in there as well. If yeah. anyone knows BTS lore and the storyline there in the BU universe. Well, not BU Universe, BU. Um, they're in there as well, and it is just a brilliantly shot music video. That is one of my favourite choreos as well. Yes. I absolutely love it. I love the dance practice when you hear all of their feet, like, hit the floor at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really good. And I love that they do it in the video. I want to do a special shout-out, though. I'm going to do a special shout-out to Spinebreaker, because <laughs> they filmed it themselves in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell you can tell it's just like they're having fun with it not taking it too seriously and yeah. it's just it's a very fun music video to watch because you can see their characters come out and them just kind of messing about and 
Jin did the choreo- choreography for it. <laughs> so give it a watch and see Jin's choreography. That is... It was a really good one. Anyway, shall we wrap this episode up? I think we're going to have to, to be fair. Otherwise, we're going to talk about this for so, so long. (laughs) This could go on for some time. So, shall we just do a song recommendation to finish us off? I know we've already mentioned our favourite songs. Maybe you want to go for that. Maybe you want to go for something else. I'm going to go for an album recommendation. Oh, go on then. If that's okay. Only because I feel like people don't sleep on this album, but maybe don't listen to it as much. I could be proven very wrong. Um, So... My album that I would like everyone to listen to, The Wings album by BTS. Oh, good Because on there you do, you have a lot of hip hop, but then you have some ballads in there. One of my favourite gin ballads as well. Let me know Mm -hmm. if you know what that one is, if you know The Wings album. (laughs) Very good choice, very good choice. I can go next. I'm going to recommend a song that Cass brought up earlier, but a very specific video of it. The Go Go Halloween performance. That is what that is going to be my recommendation. (laughs) It's a bit of fun, but I think everyone should see at least once. Yes. Am my recommendation if you've not listened to it, uh, Idol feat Nicki Minaj. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I could talk about that for quite a while. Uh, I love the music video, and I just think it's insane. Um, I remember showing it to my partner. Um, It came up on my suggested on YouTube. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And he was like, what in the 20, 2005 is this? Like, <laughs> obviously the CGI is terrible. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact it's terrible. Well, that's the thing. It's lyrics translation. It makes sense. Yeah. So, so again, uh, BTS, lyric translations, guys. Yeah. Always it's, a deeper so meaning. It's always a deeper meaning. So good. <laughs> uh, Cass? Um, mine. Oh, she's, she's got notes. Is going to be... Friends Ooh. by Jimin and V. Solid choice. I love that. I love that. Um, I love that song, and I love like that. It's it kind of talks about their friendship. Um, it explains their friendship from the beginning as well, it's, isn't it? It's from very trainees and then going to the same school, the dumpling incident, the dumpling. <laughs> and, um, and then also the fact it is also real in the Marvel universe now. Yeah. Because it's yeah. true. The song was played. I in. love their voices together as well because obviously you've mm. got like these kind of like lower tones and then Jim and higher tones. And I like as well that they say like they talk about being each other's like soulmates. Yeah. Um which I love as well because I feel like you can really truly see their friendship is genuinely gorgeous. And that's mine. I love it. Don't mind. You have I mean, yeah, I can, I can oh, recommend more. <laughs> we definitely realised recording this episode that we can talk about BTS for forever and we all want to recommend AM so much to basically bombard her with this information. So we're, <laughs> we're going to do so many episodes on this. So we've only done an introduction and then we'll go further into chapter one mm-hmm. in other episodes and talk about our favourite albums in deeper detail. And then maybe at the end of 2024, going into 2025... We could talk about chapter two and their solos. Yeah. I'll have that much knowledge that I'll become army and then when the tickets drop for a reunion when they're all back out of the army. None of us will I'll have a chance. Army. I know, none of us will have a chance. So Literally, really, I'm gonna screwed yourself over. Screwed ourselves over. Got another competition. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in for next week because that is our 
Soju Christmas party. Can't wait. I am excited. The Soju has been pre-ordered. <laughs> and we're going to be doing a quiz. So mm. get studying, get sweating up. You've got a whole week to do your homework. You've got, got a whole week. You've got dramas. to listen back to all of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I want you to listen straight from the first episode up to date to now. Because then there is questions from other episodes that have been in here. So all you regular listeners... <laughs> If you all fail, that's it, you're off. Shut up. So, um, so, yeah, look forward to that next week. And then we'll be having a little break for Christmas. We will we be having, having a break, break for Christmas. And then see everyone back in the new year. Fresh and broke. Oh, fresh, fresh and, and broke. broke. That is going to be our slogan. Fresh and broke. Fresh and broke. Uh, so, do you want to see us next week? So, do you want to see us next week? So, do you want to see us next week? So, do you want to see us next week? Tan. Son. Young. Dan.